0: This is episode 329 with the former head strength coach for the Los Angeles Lakers, a doctor of physical therapy, the founder of the performance facility TD Athletes Edge, and my partner on our new durability program Run Strong, Coach Tim DeFrancesco. Welcome to the Strength Running Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Jason Fitzgerald, and my singular goal is to help you improve your running by getting stronger, racing faster, preventing more injuries, and achieving more of your goals. I'm a monthly columnist for Trail Runner Magazine, formerly a 239 marathoner, and creator of the Performance Training Journal, now on Amazon. You can learn more about me and strength running at strengthrunning.com. And if you enjoy this show, please support our partners who are offering you some great deals on amazing products that are going to help your performance and your overall health. First is my favorite way to hydrate element element is a delicious sugar-free high sodium electrolyte mix with a thousand milligrams of sodium. I love this stuff because it's perfect for endurance runners who are sweating a lot, drinking a lot of water, and because of that can be susceptible to electrolyte imbalances. If you happen to have a high sweat rate or very salty sweat like I do, you're going to want all 1,000 milligrams of sodium included in Element. Electrolytes play a key role in helping you avoid dehydration, dizziness, cramps, and tiredness, especially after long runs or workouts. And Element is used by the military, law enforcement, professional sports teams, and they're the official hydration partner of Team USA Weightlifting. It's that good. Get your free sample pack with any purchase at drinklmnt.com slash strengthrunning. They're going to let you try every single flavor before you decide what to commit to. That's drinklmnt.com slash strengthrunning for your free sample pack. Next, we are sponsored by Prevenex, the only supplement company I trust. With third-party testing of ingredients and finished products, plus donations to kids in need, Prevenex is voluntarily putting themselves under more scrutiny and holding themselves to higher standards than others in the industry. Create some health for yourself at Prevenex.com with code Jason15 for 15% off your order. You're gonna love their Joint Health Plus product because it actually works. If you have any issues with your ankles, knees, or hips, know that Joint Health Plus reduces joint pain and improves how you feel with clinical double-blinded studies to prove it in just 7 to 10 days. So it's perfect to try once to see if it's effective for you. Try it now at Prevenex.com and use code Jason15 for 15% off your purchase. My guest today is Dr. Tim DeFrancesco. He spent over six years as the head strength and conditioning coach for the Los Angeles Lakers in the NBA. He has a bachelor's in exercise science and athletic training and a doctorate in physical therapy. He has experience working with outpatient sports medicine patients, elite athletes, and everyone in between. He's currently the founder and head coach at TD Athletes Edge, a nationally renowned performance facility known for its evidence based and scientific approach to training, nutrition, and recovery. In this episode, we're talking more about injuries, how to build durability, why strength training is probably the missing ingredient in your training. And a special offer on our newest project, Run Strong. Tim brings his extraordinary expertise and experience and his knowledge of strength training to the everyday runner, building a durability program that's going to keep you healthy and maximize your running performances. We're offering a special launch discount of 15% with code RUNSTRONG15 that's valid through this Sunday, December 10th. Go to tdathletesedge.com slash run dash strong. There is a link in the show description or on the strength running site if you just want to click it. And you'll be able to check out the program, everything that's included, watch our hype video and start your journey to healthy pain-free running. And now without further delay, please enjoy my conversation with Tim DeFrancesco. All right, Tim, you're here. Welcome back to the podcast.
1: So good to be back, Jason. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, well, you're back after a little over uh, two years. We sat down to talk a little bit more about why runners should strength train. Um, And so, Tim, just to be upfront, I had already drank the Kool-Aid. I didn't need to be convinced. The data in the real world results were clear. Uh, But, you know, in my coaching practice, I still see this as a problem among a lot of runners. You know, we simply don't strength train enough. And that's a big reason why the annual injury rate among runners is as high as 75%. It's just a staggering number. Um, So I want to spend a little time today on the specifics of why getting stronger is such a powerful tool to build injury resilience and durability. So maybe we can start with what you see in the real real world. Because as a strength and conditioning coach, you're in the trenches working with runners and athletes to help them stay healthy. So you know, what kind of results or or real world examples or case studies have you seen in in your work?
1: Yeah. So most of the time when we have somebody that comes to work with us in the first place, it is, um, due to them being on kind of this within this vicious cycle of, um, having an injury, maybe getting it band-aided or fixed up a little bit, but then they get back to their running or their activity in the case of runners or triathletes getting back to logging the miles and now the injury crops up again or a compensatory injury happens from that and oftentimes we find that either a physical therapy based route or a personal trainer route that they go on does not necessarily take into account the true durability that needs to be built up in these tissues and these structures and and understanding kind of what the building blocks are for a runner specifically. And that is where in our first conversation, it just led me to time and time again, having these runners, triathletes and, um, and other uh, either uh, competitive or recreational athletes come in with these lower body nagging injuries that were really non-contact. So, their repetitive type chronic injuries that would crop up. And it just led me to kind of defining these five plus one or six total zones of lower body durability. And um, we'll get into those in, in a bit within the conversation. But, uh, you know, to answer your question, I think what ended up really beginning to happen and and sort of snowball was once you... Once we began to, as you alluded to, you seeing this happen so, so often as well, is many times runners are given a prescription of rest, ice, stretch, maybe take a pill, maybe get a shot, um, some combination of those, and then cross your fingers that you've given it enough time so that when you go back, it's not going to come back. And so many of us and so many of the people that we've worked with have been sort of given that guidance, and then it just comes back. So they go try another clinician or another uh, prescription of a certain stimulus or exercise of that kind of thing. But very often they're not given the uh, guidance to truly embrace and and work on the strength training that it takes to build the durability in these tissues. So time and time again, we've had so many runners that have just sort of said like, I've, I've thrown my hands in the air. I'm just not meant to be a runner. I guess I, I get this far in my training and this always, this hamstring always comes up. This Achilles always comes up, this, you know, hip flexor or, or whatever it might be always comes up. Calf strains so common and I've tried everything. And the one thing that they often haven't tried is the resistance training. So time and time again, we've got this feedback from people, you know, I cannot believe for eight, 12 weeks of work of direct strength training, that I'm suddenly not having this issue I'm running I'm I'm getting way past mile three in every workout and I'm not having the issue where I never could get past mile three so you know the IT band syndromes and those types of things uh, suddenly you start to get that feedback that wow these things are clearing up and they're going away and they're staying in the rearview mirror and people just can't believe it it's almost like it's too simple or too good to be true
0: well, I think that's because a lot of runners have experienced an injury that has come back, not once or twice, but seems to be their injury of choice. You know, even even I have my own injury of choice. You know, when I push right. the volume, if I start running my runs too hard and, and start not listening to, to the expert advice on this podcast, I end up hurting my IT band syndrome on my left leg, and and that's just the injury that, that I happen to... Uh, To be most susceptible to but the frustrating aspect of just having something come up over and over again is something that i think most runners can relate to can we dive into a little bit more about why that happens because this is like the thing that most runners are frustrated with it's like you you go to physical therapy you get healthy you're running without any pain but the pain comes back two weeks later three weeks later What's going on there and and what is the most likely mechanism for getting out of that chronic injury cycle?
1: Yeah. So really what's happening there is a term that is a little bit technical, but we'll we'll kind of make it less technical as we talk about it is acute to chronic workload ratios get sort of off. And they're essentially what that means is your what you're doing acutely or immediately in the week that you're in or the the several days that you're in right now is a big spike of work of that ac- action. So again, runners will be given the guidance of, okay, while you're doing the physical therapy for this, try to back down the running. So you you bring down your running volume almost to zero sometimes, if not just, just barely above zero, but way lower than what you've been typically doing. And you do that for a three, four, five, six week period. Then it's like, Okay, the I feel really good and the physical therapist or the trainer that you're working with says like let's go try it again and you go very quickly to your uh to to spike that acute workload from you ta- you tapered it way down to a very quick spike. And so the tissues in our body that we're talking about here are tendons, ligaments, bones primarily. Those are the these nagging injury areas that were and muscles that were we're, were talking about having to find bulletproof for and those tissues do not like to have a big spike in an activity that is drastic like that within a three, four, five or seven day period. They like a nice chronic workload that stays steady and if you're going to rise it up you're only rising it up say 10% over uh, a week and and then over four or six weeks then you can rise it up to that level if you're going to go at that pace. So that's kind of the technical way of saying you're just creating drastic spikes of work in the run. In this case, what we're talking about is running um, activity that those tissues had been sort of taken away from, and now suddenly they're being asked to do them at a, a in a spiked way. And so those tissues simply. Are basically saying when they have the tendinopathies, the tendinitis, the 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 itises, and the strains, and the things that creep up that we're we're really getting at here are really your body's way of saying, "Hey, too much, too fast. You you did not prepare me to do this amount in this short amount of time, in in this frequency." And so that is where the one and only tried and true way to prepare those tissues for. And, and to be durable and to have the, the resilience of what they need to be able to tolerate a gradual ramp up, which it always should be, um, is to strength train, is to load them because they need to bear load. So that's where I always remind people is this is really – there's a lot of logic to this. They are load-bearing tissues. We need to load them to bear load.
0: It's funny because, you know, I I love when the world of strength and physical therapy meet the world of running coaching, because this very much reminds me of coach Brad Hudson's amazing advice that your risk of injury isn't actually at its highest when you're running a lot of miles. It's when you're building your mileage to get to that peak because that's when the load is changing. And the load at that point is not chronic. It is, it is acute. And you are spiking it to get to those higher mileage levels. So the name of the game is gradual. Now, I do have a weird question for you. I'm going to go on a little tangent here. Now, you spent a little over six years, I think, as the Los Angeles Lakers head strength and conditioning coach. Your job was basically to prepare those athletes for the rigors of an NBA season. The running rate of injury is higher than basketball's rate of injury. Even though basketball is a multi-plane of motion, ballistic, plyometric sport with a lot of jumping, you know, a lot of my listeners will know that I was a basketball player before I was a runner. That's my first love. I love it. You know, we can talk about my through the legs layup in eighth grade, my claim to fame. I'm still talking about it at age 40. (laughs)
1: Look out. I bet you won a lot of horse games with that.
0: Yes. Yes. I am quite good at horse, but (laughs) that's neither here nor there. (laughs) But so I'm just very curious. How do you go about getting a basketball player to stay healthy when it, it seems so much so difficult to get a runner to stay healthy when they're engaging in a sport that might be you know, at first look, even a little bit safer from the perspective of injuries. How do you, how do I wrap my head around that?
1: Right. And and that's the piece where uh, now having worked a, a tremendous amount with both audiences in our work here at TD Athletes Edge, we have a very, very large audience of runners and, and triathletes. And um, we, during my time with the Lakers, obviously I was primarily working with elite basketball players, but there actually is a bigger overlap between the two audiences than people would think. They're quite different sports obviously. Uh you know, from the energy system or the cardiovascular standpoint, there's much more of a aerobic um, requirement for long distance runners. Uh although with basketball you do have to have a balance of anaerobic and aerobic capacity there. Um but it it at its sort of essentials, the you have to think about running as almost jumping from one small little hops from one foot to the next to propel yourself forward. So in that sense, there's a lot of jumping in both sports if you were to look at it that way. And the zones of lower body durability or the load-bearing zones and the load-bearing tissues are the same for the humans that are doing the two things that are requiring a lot from their lower bodies. So those tissues of um, the starting at the plantar fascia achilles and calf and the hamstrings and the adductors and we'll really kind of define these these zones of of lower body loading that we are talking about as we as we go here but those have a lot of similar requirements for both sports it's just the endurance athlete has more of a chronic uh, load and requirement of those tissues that happen over time that build up whereas the basketball athlete has a bit more of acute and explosive and intense. Um, the intensity is probably increased on those tissues, uh, although the loading over time, depending on the duration of and 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 mileage that a person is running over time, they they could be very similar in in some cases. And so, with that, I think there's a lot of similarities. And for me, the way that I looked at how do we When I was preparing NBA athletes to be ready for the court, I did not think about the primary objective being how do I get them to run faster, jump higher and and be more explosive. They were already at an elite level there. The key was how do you build durability for them to do that thing longer, more sustainably with more health and durability. And so I think looking at runners, triathletes and anybody doing long distance Running sport is the same. you want to look at how do we prepare this person with these tissues in these lower body areas to be able to withstand just a chronic load of of care that it needs to carry that they need to carry um versus more intense and explosive work in in shorter amounts of time
0: I love it thanks for for entertaining me a little bit with with that kind of uh description of the differences between the two. I, I think it we can use that to inform our, our injury prevention efforts as runners as well. Because I think we can really embrace the chronic nature of running and, and and really ensure that our training load is chronic most of the time. Because when it when it does have those wild fluctuations, then you know the injury risk obviously increases. Um, and you know, you know, when we're talking about Durability and how to stay healthy, and all the different ways that we can, like you said, basically do our sport for longer and with more health. I think that's really the goal. And, and I think anyone who has experienced breaking out of their injury cycle, you know, I, I've seen some crazy results that you honestly wonder if I'm like making them up. You know, <laughs> there's, a, you know, there's one runner, Tony, that got in touch with me who told me he he battled IT band syndrome for years. But then when he started strength training in a methodical way, he doesn't miss a single day of training now. And you just hear that and you're like, well, you went from years of missed training and consistent injury to now not missing a day. Um, there was another runner, Rose, who recently emailed me who, who couldn't run more than 30 miles a week without getting hurt. But as soon as she started strength training, she's now healthy and, and running over 50 miles a week as an older athlete. But I I think one of my favorite, you know, almost side benefits of strength training regularly is that it allows you to make more mistakes in your training because we all make mistakes in our training, right? You know, we we go for running a a group run with some friends and maybe we run too fast. The group's a little bit too quick for us, or they go for a loop that wasn't intended and we run a couple miles longer than what we were uh, supposed to be doing. You know, I heard from one runner who did an unplanned marathon with all these sharp uphills and downhills and a total elevation gain of 2,300 feet, which is starting to become substantial. And then they they told me they didn't even do any hill training, but she was able to go wild on the downhills because she felt that her muscles and joints could support it. And I think that's the goal, right? Get stronger, get more durable so you can do more of what we actually love, which is running. So You know, obviously this whole durability piece is, is arguably the most important aspect of, uh, strength training and why runners should really get behind it. But Tim, what are some of the other benefits? If if a runner starts regularly strength training, what should they expect besides enhanced durability?
1: Yeah. I mean, the thing about being able to prepare your muscles, tendons, ligaments, uh, for, not only durability, but also for performance through resistance training is often I think it, it it's like, which one are you aiming for? Which one do you want? But you get both. and And so you absolutely are going to build durability while you build performance of those tissues. So when you think about tendons and especially tendons, but ligaments as well, tendons attach into the muscles and ligaments attach bones to bones and create joint stability. But Altogether, tendons, ligaments, and muscles, when they are stronger, they are more springy, they're more taut, they perform better in what they're most of the time asked to do. So tendons are often asked in in most cases to transmit forces to propel you forward. So as your foot hits the ground, tendons have to, as they connect muscles to bones and then go on and up the chain, they have to be springy and taut and strong to be able to transmit and transfer that force and create that propulsion of your body forward into what you're doing. And so when They are more soggy, as I often say, or like if you picture them like more like a saltwater taffy that you're pulling apart and it's like got a lot of give to it. That's really a soggy tendon does not help any of us from a performance standpoint. Certainly from a durability standpoint, you are really ripe for injury when you are not loading those tendons and they're just not prepared for the forces that's going through them. But from a performance standpoint, I often have people think about the guide wires on a sailboat. If anybody uh, ha- can picture that or has experience in in sailing, the guide wires, it, the sail will just flop over. the the There will be no performance of that boat if the guide wires are loose and have slack on them. So, um, in order to produce that elastic, springy kind of forward action that you want to get as you're moving your body forward and hitting the ground and expecting the the, the ground to send you forward, but your tendons to send you forward uh, even more so, then they need to be prepared to do that. And, and that's where being able to do not only resistance training, but some light sort of plyometric work at times and, and things that include some jumps and landings, again, running being, think of it as small hops from one foot to another. So think of it as small jumps. And if you're not doing some of that and all of the above in your training, those tissues are not ready to propel you as you're trying to go forward faster and with more efficiency.
0: I love this aspect of performance, and it's probably an element of performance that is more familiar to our middle distance and shorter distance runners. You don't need as much pop or spring or responsiveness in your stride when you're running an ultramarathon or a marathon. you you certainly need that the faster you're running. So, so for the shorter distance specialists, and even for the runners who are just more competitive and more advanced, you know, they're, they're obviously running faster, even at the longer distances. And so the ability to store and then release all of that free energy, I think is fantastic. And, you know, I've never heard of the sailboat analogy, you know, and I, I've definitely used the, the pogo stick analogy where your legs are sort of like pogo sticks and we definitely want your tendons to be able to absorb and hold some of that energy just like the spring in a pogo stick so that when you release that energy, you go really high. You have a great, good, powerful stride. You cover more ground with that stride and it's just a much more economical um. Uh, way of running. And and that's really what we're talking about is running economy. It's like, can you run the same pace, but with using a lot less oxygen, getting better springs through strength training is probably the best way of building that springiness and, you know, developing that running economy, which I think is, is, is one of the best things. Um, that that we should want as distance runners and and even though it's not as important for our marathoners, all that running economy is going to come in handy over twenty six plus miles for sure
1: exactly. It's just sort of spread out. It's incrementally kind of spread out over that time, but it's still a small improvement in that kind of springiness of your lower body and ability to help propel you forward, even if it is at a slightly less intense um, uh, state stage, it's still critical because it it, it gets sort of multiplied out over the length of that marathon.
0: Right. Can you imagine if every one of your strides got an extra half centimeter and you start doing the math of like, okay, I'm, you know, running maybe thirty thousand steps, and each step is a half centimeter. I just saved fifteen thousand centimeters. Right. I'll let I'll let one of our I'll let one of our listeners do the math on that to see what how long that is and and what that might represent in time. Yeah. But it's just a simple way of thinking about how improvements in running economy can really affect your uh, ultimate finish time, which is what most runners really care about. Uh, I think the other less talked about benefit of strength training, particularly among endurance runners, is body composition. And, you know, I I tend to be your very cliche distance runner. I'm like 138 pounds soaking wet. And uh I looking back on my running career, I wish I had done a lot more strength training because I think for for thin runners Building a little bit more muscle mass and having a little bit more of that strength and power is only going to be beneficial in literally every regard of your performance. It, it's not just, you know, your injury resilience and durability, but it's also your performance. It's your power. Uh, I think it would have definitely come in handy when I was running the steeplechase in college and and trying to get over those 36 inch high barriers as a five foot seven distance runner. That wasn't that wasn't good for me at the time. <laughs> but Stronger runners are faster runners, and I think it is a little bit more impactful for runners who, like me, tend to be pretty thin.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I I think that somewhere between a uh, a sprinter that you would see in the Olympics and the sort of skin and bones uh, image of the, as you said, sort of the stereotypical or uh, cliched kind of long distance runner is a little bit of a lean and mean kind of having some bulletproof layers on the body to absorb and propel. Both things have to have to happen. And so you have to think about um, sort of finding that balance of how do you create some of those bulletproof layers that help you to absorb some of the forces and impact of the sport, but also propel you. And um, you can do that in a way where, Um, I do often get this question of, well, will it, and and I think runners are famous. Basketball athletes are famous for saying, well, I don't want to lift too much with my upper body because it might affect my jump shot. And that's, a myth, and I've debunked it many times. And some of the greatest shooters of all time were big lifters uh, in the weight room, and certainly weren't doing bodybuilder type workouts, but doing resistance training. Uh, so runners often, I think, I hear them saying, "Well, I my my leg day is my the miles that I run," and so it doesn't quite work that way. There, you're not getting the loading and the strengthening of those tissues the way you are by doing your working them. You're, you're definitely using them. You're loading them as you run for sure. But you're not necessarily strengthening them and building their durability or building their tolerance and capacity. And even in some cases, slight increases in size to help econ- economy, running economy and being able to propel you forward. So you're just not getting that by just running more. Um, so you have to add in that resistance training. And I think that it's really important for runners to kind of think about and find that balance of, okay, a runner is doing a lot with their lower body over long, slow distance periods of time, typically, and and how do we find a way to, what I always tell people that we work with is our goal with resistance training is to make you feel stronger and better when you're doing your running. So, not and it's it's not to overtake that it's not to overpower that or overshadow that or have you feel sore when you're going running uh it's if done correctly if dosed correctly it's actually gonna help you to reduce the amount of soreness that you're having while you run or after you run because your muscles are more prepared for that action
0: yeah you said something really interesting tim it was this idea of of you want your muscles to be able to both absorb and propel And so that I think is, is just a a very interesting way of thinking about the nature of the role of muscles as we're running. Of course, they're there to propel you forward, but a lot of runners don't think about the the nature of absorbing impact and having a little bit more muscle, obviously you're not, you're not going to look like a power lifter or a bodybuilder and nor would you want to but having some of that muscle to be able to absorb all of the impact forces of running and then using those same muscles and, and even connective tissues to propel you forward. I, I love I love bringing in like PTs and, and coaches from other domains to, to sort of get these interesting perspectives that can really help us with running. Um, and, and one of the perspectives that I, I want to acknowledge as really impactful for me personally, is this five plus one zone of competence that you have. Uh, I think this is is really great for conceptualizing how we strength train as runners. Uh, It it sort of puts a structure around our strength training. And that I think is one of the, the most important things we need to do as runners, because a lot of the times, let's be honest. You know, we 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 waltz into the weight room in our short shorts, and we look around at the gym bros, and we don't even know what to do. You know, do we pick up a barbell, <laughs> or a dumbbell? Sure. Uh, are we going to use bands? You know, am I am I doing bicep curls today, Tim? What is going on? Um, so now I, I want to bring up our secret project that we have been working on for quite a while, and and it was born from our initial conversation about the 5 plus 1 zones of competence, which sort of blew my mind. And, And folks can go listen to our first podcast episode that goes into depth on that topic. But we decided to create a running and strength training program that focuses on durability. This was your idea, Tim. You reached out to me and I was like, yes, I'm so excited because this is one of the big marks I would love to leave on the running world is if you focus on injury prevention and strength, you're actually focusing on endurance. So thanks for, for get, you're actually, you're focusing really on, on performance. If you focus on staying healthy, you're going to become a faster runner, no doubt. So thank you for, um, inviting me to be part of this project.
1: Well, I mean, thank you. It's so great that we can look back on that. And I, think that both of us, as you got feedback from your podcast and as people reached out directly to me from that discussion that we had, as we framed the five plus one zones of lower body durability and competence is, it was so neat to kind of have that resonate with people. And like you said, it was actually one of the first times that I began to say it out loud. I had been sort of practicing it in, in our methodology here at TD Athletes Edge, and we had been sort of highlighting it and, and, and defining these, these zones of lower body durability based on the clientele and the, the, the patients and the clients that we were working with. And just realizing these are the areas, these are the areas that you, you pointed that out is it, it is important to think about not only the, performance of being able to propel these tissues, helping to propel you forward, but they do have to have to absorb. And if they're bearing load or absorbing every single step, then they have to sure be strong for a long time. And, and that to me, in some ways is the difference between basketball athletes and runners is the length of time that these tissues have to, you know, be durable and be able to withstand absorb forces and and load is incredible. And it's a lot of force and load to be able to absorb. So we just put a definition on these common areas of breakdown and said, look, if you're in your training, if you're not hitting these areas, because like you said, so many people, runners, uh, basketball athletes, uh, recreational um, triathletes, any anybody are... Recognizing, hey, I know I'm I'm supposed to be doing some level of resistance training. I go in, I do a couple of these, a couple of those. I feel like I got a little workout. Okay, I, I check that box. But often what I was finding is people are just not always accounting for these key critical areas of that need direct loading and a little slight tangent that I think is critical. We in our industry of strength and conditioning, have gone way over to one side of the pendulum where we said, oh, every workout, every exercise we do has to be total body and functional. So what happened there when we said, oh, functional, total body, global exercises are the king, which they're great and they should be a part of your workouts and your training. But if they're the only thing you're doing, you're not actually isolating these very key six zones of lower body loading and durability. And so what we were finding is so many people that were DIYing the process, they were just missing three, four of these zones. And then sure enough, they were lining up with, oh yeah, I've never once done an exercise that loads my IT band. I've stretched it, but I've never loaded it. I've never once, I have calf issues, I've had calf issues for years and I've I've just stretched them, but I've never strengthened them. And so... Um, I think that that was where it kind of came about. And you and I started to have this conversation for the first time that I ever really spoke of it. And then we just got such great feedback. And I thank you for being open to saying, let's combine something that puts together, once and for all, a very defined and framed out way, a calculated way of targeting these key critical areas specific for runners and also gives runners guidance and expert insights on how to do the thing that you let us off with, which is so important and that you and I talked about, which is even if you load these areas, if you make the mistake of dialing up your mileage and doing just sort of throwing a bunch of mileage at the wall and seeing seeing if if it sticks, then you run the risk of having those spikes, that we talked about. So combining these two things, you're really creating this insurance plan for yourself that very few runners are taking a calculated approach on. That's what you and I got so excited about it because we are just so happy to be able to look at all the people that come to us saying, how do I solve this? And all the sort of audits that we've done with runners on either injuries and or mileage uh, uh, descriptions of of mileage and, and kind of being able to help people with how they Uh, dose their mileage is the word I was looking for there. But we have just sort of we we don't want to see those people struggling anymore. And so we just said, let's create this.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the um, the structure and the calculated approach that you mentioned, I I have seen how powerful and impactful that can be on the running side of things. So, you know, I see a lot of runners who are are doing similar things, you know, with their running, their doing a couple of random workouts, their mileage fluctuates, there's just less methodology with their training. And when you put a little structure around their running, their performances typically start dramatically improving even in, in as short as a month or two, because all of a sudden we now have progression. All of a sudden we are focusing on the right things. And what you're describing is exactly that on the strength side of things. We now have a running specific durability focused program that is going to focus on all the areas that are important for runners while at the same time, you know, being a comprehensive program. And and I think one of the things I was struck by was after, you know, you came out of the lab with, you know, the the workouts (laughs) and routines for this program, I was like, wow, this is quite possibly one of the most comprehensive strength programs for runners that I've seen. And I think runners are really going to enjoy the um, video library of exercises that you've put together and just the sheer variety. So you're certainly never not going to get bored in the gym doing a, a program like this.
1: No, absolutely. And that's what myself and and my team and I, I do need to give a shout out to coach Jess Mirasola on our team, who is a runner, long distance runner and competitive runner and triathlete herself, who uh, has spent 15 plus years as a strength and conditioning coach working with tons and tons of triathletes and runners to build strength, but also durability and, and nagging ish- injury solutions. Uh, she and I really sat down from our end of the project to say let's not leave any stone unturned. Let's let's put it all out here. We there's there's nothing that there's there's no reason that a runner that picks up this this strength program, the portion of of this project and this guide and and program up and says well it's kind of lacking in this area no we we did not want that to happen and so we we spent uh, a lot of time as you did on your side to think about just the really expert proper dosage of mileage in terms of how you put these things together to avoid those spikes build the durability build the performance and, and efficiency economy of running and and have that in one package and um you know Jess is just elite in her ability to be thinking through those things. My uh, background of being able to think through these zones all the way back to my time working with Kobe Bryant and 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 Steve Nash and and all those players and and thinking about how we do this for uh, people that are applying it to running and and so super excited about what we've been able to put together.
0: Awesome, and Tim, we are. Your team has put together uh, a special discount that's available, I think, through December 10th. So uh, if you guys want to check it out, I definitely recommend it. Go to, let's see, the URL is tdathletesedge.com slash strong, And there is a hyphen in between run and strong. And the discount code is runstrong15. So that'll save you 15% on the program through... Sunday December 10th. Uh really excited about it. I think it's going to be, you know, your your strength and running coach in your pocket can be super valuable to have especially for those runners who might be a little bit more injury prone, who might be suffering through some of those chronic injuries, you know, that, you know, I call it the injury cycle, you know, like you described at first where you get this injury. And then a couple weeks later, you think you're healthy. And then you only get another couple weeks of healthy running before you ultimately get hurt again. And that's exactly the cycle that we are attempting to prevent with this program. So uh, Tim, have I missed any big aspects of run strong that that you want to get into before we sign off?
1: Well, all I would do is quickly kind of capture what those five plus one zones are. And again, go back to for a much more in depth conversation on this in the first episode that we did together on your podcast here. But um, you start at the foot, you have plantar fascia, Achilles, and calf zone one, very common areas of breakdown and, and, and chronic injury. You go up the back of the leg, you have the hamstrings. So Uh, hamstring strains, super common, tendinopathies, tendinitis at the higher hamstring areas or the lower hamstring areas, very common. Uh, You go inward and and you have the adductors. So many people never, ever load the adductors. And from a performance standpoint, that's a huge gap. From an injury standpoint, so many runners deal with nagging groin issues and, and things that happen in the adductor muscle group. From around the front, your hip flexors and your quads. So in that sort of piston-like action of being able to move your legs and propel yourself forward, your hip flexors and your quads have to be on point. They have to be durable. We have to hit those areas. Then you have the patellar and quad tendons, so the front of knee stuff, so the cranky anterior knee or patellar um, issues, that the kneecap issues, that the cranky kneecap um, it, insults that people often have. And then that plus one zone, we get to around the lateral aspect. So common for uh, the endurance athletes is the IT band and the muscles that that feed into that from above. So that's just a quick and dirty on that. In terms of the program itself, it is what to expect. So you, you will get a 12-week strength training program alongside up to any, any of the either 5K, 10K, 10K, half or full marathon mileage dosage put together by you. So from our end, we put together that strength training program. Then from your end, you gave the dosage of if we're preparing for this event, you pick your you pick your adventure and then you follow the dosage there that's been laid out expertly by you. And in addition to that, we've added a five, what we call five plus one plus core. So some days you need to work just those five plus one zones a, a bit and do a little core work because as we know, our starting in the middle and working our way out, starting with the core, it all starts there. So there's a separate series of workouts that lend just to that on days you're not doing a bigger workout. There's also specific warm-ups for that are based off of, hey, if you're doing a shorter run or a longer run, there's just so much in there that you're going to be able to get. You'll have that that once you have this in your hands and and on your downloaded on your phone, you'll have this for life. And like Jason, like Jason, like you said earlier, there's just so much in here that. Um, having it for life and being able to sort of tap into this and having us in your back pocket is what our goal was to be able to help you to do what you love to do and not crush your fingers that, gosh, I hope this thing isn't going to that Achilles isn't going to come back this week or this run or any of those things that you've dealt with the IT band syndromes and, and that kind of stuff. And also, Hey, we want you finishing going across that finish line or finishing your training or just finishing a run and saying like, I do not remember feeling like I could just keep going and I feel great right now. That is how you should feel. You don't have to feel like I barely made it across that finish line. I dragged myself across or I had to stop and pull out early. You don't need to do that. We tried to uh, take the guesswork out for you and be the coaches in your pocket.
0: I love it. And we're not actually small enough to be in your pocket, but you can have the program in your pocket for sure.
1: (laughs) Exactly good clarification.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was like, uh, I'm not sure how many people want us in their back pocket, Tim, but uh, (laughs) the program for sure. So I am going to include a link to the, the program page so you can check out all the details. There's a really fun launch video that your team has put together. Uh, that that's just great to like hype up the program. I think it's so fun and that'll be in the show notes. Uh, there's also a link straight to tdathletesedge.com and the Run Strong program in the description for this podcast episode. So you don't actually have to leave the podcast player. But um, they're both there for you if you want to check it out. And uh, Tim, I just want to thank you for for how thorough you are and how comprehensive you are. And 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 I think what I love the most is just how strategic you think about the nature of running injuries and how to specifically combat them in the gym. Uh, I think it's just a a, a very methodical approach to the nature of injuries. And and that approach is very much presented in this program. And I think it's really special.
1: That means a lot. And the combination of how you've put together what you bring to the table with the mileage dosage and thinking that same way and, and having a why and a reason for what we do when we do it. And not just throwing stuff at the wall. I think a lot of runners get into this issue of either doing too much because they think more must be better or not enough because I don't know. I don't even know what's enough. And so uh, being able to come together and, and solve those, uh, those issues and crack the code for, for runners is, has been an honor. And I cannot wait for people to get this into their hands and, and get it into action.
0: Yes. Now runners will know what to do in the gym while wearing their short shorts. That's it. I love it.
1: You'll have people coming to you saying, well, what is that exercise? Where do I get it? And uh, yeah. where no, do I get those that's shorts? Exciting. So. I love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the last thing I would say from my end, you can follow along on Instagram at TD Athletes Edge, and there's very regular um, nagging injury solutions, strength exercises specific to running and other sports generally being more durable and, and high performing in whatever you do. So uh, follow along there. And um, yeah, be sure to, to check out the program. Be sure to get that launch code in there. The, the Run Strong 15, Run Strong 15 is that, that launch code that ends on December 10th. And take advantage of that at tdathletesedge.com slash run dash strong.
0: There we go. Tim, thanks for being here. I appreciate you.
1: Love it. Thanks,
0: Jason. And that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're a fan of my work here on the podcast in this conversation, please consider investing in Run Strong at tdathletesedge.com slash runstrong. There's a hyphen in between run and strong. And be sure to use code RUNSTRONG15 to claim your 15% discount. You can also support the show by supporting our sponsors, use their links and discount codes to support the strength running podcast and tell them they should continue supporting the show. First, hook yourself up with some free electrolytes. Our sponsor drink element is offering a free gift with your purchase at drinklmntcom slash strength running. And this does not have to be your first purchase. You're going to get a sample pack with every flavor so you can try them all before deciding what you like best. Now, if you're not familiar, Element is my favorite way to hydrate. They make electrolytes for athletes and low-carb folks with no sugar, no artificial ingredients or colors. I'm now in the habit of giving away boxes of Element at group runs around Denver and Boulder, and everyone loves this stuff. I actually just went on a run with former podcast guest, Lara Johnson, and I brought her two boxes of Element. That's just how I roll It's such a helpful way to prevent dehydration when you're running long. And if you sometimes feel overly tired or you get headaches, cramps, or sleeplessness after long runs or workouts, you might have an electrolyte imbalance or a deficiency. Boost your performance and your recovery, especially in the heat, with Element. They're the exclusive hydration partner to Team USA Weightlifting, and quite a few professional baseball, hockey, and basketball teams are on regular subscriptions. Plus, Element is my go-to morning beverage if I've frequented one of Denver's many breweries the night before, and I want my morning to feel a little smoother. Check them out at drinklmnt.com slash strengthrunning to get your free sample pack gift with your purchase and get your hydration optimized for the upcoming season. Finally, get yourself 15% off your first purchase at prevenex.com with code Jason15. Prevenex is a unique supplement company that holds itself to standards that the rest of the industry doesn't. I know you've heard me talk about Joint Health Plus from Prevenex and how it's directly impacted the health of so many of our listeners. Their CEO keeps forwarding me your testimonials because your results are just incredible. Let me share two with you that David, the CEO, sent me. First, a listener named Kim wrote, my ankle and knee pain was completely gone in a week. Amazing. Simple and to the point. I love it. Then there's Anna who wrote, I thought I was on the verge of having to give up running due to a severe hip pain and luckily discovered Prevenex. Complete game changer for me. Joint Health Plus is so powerful because the main active ingredient is clinically proven to reduce joint pain, reduce joint stiffness, and improve joint flexibility in just 7 to 10 days. That's right, just 7 to 10 days, which is almost unheard of. And it's also clinically proven, not just tested, but actually proven in double-blinded, placebo-controlled studies to protect your joint cartilage from breaking down when you exercise. And if you don't currently have any joint pain, my personal favorite products are their meal replacement shake that I love after hard runs called Nourify. had it today actually, plus their immune support and multivitamin, which I try to have on a daily basis, I love feeling like I'm firing in all cylinders. I feel great, and Prevenex helps me do just that. Get 15% off your first Prevenex purchase by using code Jason15 at checkout. Visit Prevenex.com. That's P R E V I N E X.com. And I'll note one last thing Prevenex offers a 30 day money back guarantee where if you don't feel the benefits on their product, you get your money back, no questions asked. I love that there's no risk involved and some of their products are clinically proven to show you results in as little as seven to 10 days. I love that. All right, that's our show, my friends. If I can ever be of service to you, don't ever hesitate to reach out. I'm here to help. We'll be in touch soon.